just because you have gone down a specific rabbit hole (laughs) and spent a lot of time in a specific direction, building a specific persona of what you think you are, it doesn't mean that you can't reinvent yourself. And there's always a day where you can start as a blank slate and create something entirely new and to give yourself the permission to do that and to reflect on that and have some freedom in that as well. Hello there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators. Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the She's Got Content podcast. Today, my guest on the show is Michelle Parad. Early in her career, Michelle found she was constantly reinventing herself, searching for her true purpose to best make an impact in this world. She discovered her personal gifts, though, lie in unlocking the genius within others and showing them the magic mindset, systems, and strategies to make quantum leaps in their business. Today, Michelle is a holistic business coach helping entrepreneurs launch and grow their mission-driven businesses to increase their impact and prosperity through mastery of the SEL method. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's a pleasure to be here. This is very exciting. We've got a whole lot of things to talk about here today. You call yourself a holistic business coach. Tell me about that. Yes. So I really look at people in a 360 degree view, it's important not to look only at your business, but to look at everything that's going on in your environment, in your relationships, in how you're taking care of your body, your mind, your spirit. All of these things are factors that make us successful or not within our business. And so it's the same as if you're Going to a general practitioner doctor, somebody Mm -hmm. who's, let me take a look at you from all standpoints, as opposed to very narrowly into one specific aspect of your business. So that's really how I translate it. And I bring in all of my knowledge and information that I have acquired over the last over 15 years in both realms, both the business world. I worked in marketing and business development for most of my career and combine that with the healing modalities that I have. I've certified in over six different spiritual modalities and went down a interesting rabbit hole (laughs) and journey of trying to understand what was the beautiful best approaches for myself. And as a result, work with people in different ways, in ways that suit them the best. And I pick and choose depending on what they're working with. To me, it's very fascinating the journey that so many people have had where 
you start in one career. I'm going to put myself in this same category. You start in one career. You think this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. And for some reason or another, that just doesn't sit right. And some people just stick with it and they're miserable their whole life. And others start this journey of trying to find really what is their purpose. Well, tell us a little more about your journey. You said you started out in marketing and then you've had this segue into more of health and wellness, but still business related, spiritual journey. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say my journey really began earlier than even the start of my career. My very first job was in finance, which you wouldn't really put me there (laughs) knowing me now. It definitely allowed me to understand where I was not placed. (laughs) It got me also to think about where can I be part of an organization that has more purpose to it? Not that financial institutions don't have their own purpose and there are lots of varieties of what that is. At first, it got me thinking about, can I work for an organization that has a cultural purpose embedded into it? I started exploring down the avenue of working first, maybe as a public servant. I did public policy, actually, as my academic background. And then I realized, nope, that's not really the place where I think I would make the most difference. It was intellectually very interesting, but I didn't see myself climbing the ranks within the system that we have. I decided, okay, I'm going to go to the private sector and try to tackle public issues through innovation. So I started out working in clean tech and I was in a marketing type of role. Within that, I managed to stay at that one organization for over four or five years, which is the most I've been at one place. Mm -hmm. I had a different role every year, which was very interesting. And that's actually what kept me there in a way, because I oftentimes, once I learned a specific role, I got a little bit bored (laughs) when I was like, I think I can do this for my entire career within that organization. I did customer success. I did business development. I did event organization. I did research and investment. And so I really got to explore and understand the different aspects of sales and marketing within an organization. And every time was an evolution and a climb to get to understand what that role really entailed. And I do think that was a lot of the skill set that made me today understand what it's like to work with entrepreneurs and specifically. But yeah, the golden thread I would say throughout my life is like, how can I be of service? How can I have purpose and meaning in what I'm doing? And I kept switching environments to try to find that. It was the consistent journey of where do I belong? Where is the place for me? What's the role for me? And I often couldn't really find them within the organizations that I worked in. I learned a tremendous amount but I always felt very boxed in. It's like when you're good at something, they want to keep you doing that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
And that's really where I finally took myself or rather the universe pushed me in the direction of working for myself and being entrepreneurial because that's really where you do get the freedom to say, I have this role today. And then tomorrow, maybe I'm going to expand into something else, or I'm going to develop a new offer for people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in this other direction. And to me, that was super exciting to be able to self-direct and have the freedom around that. That's a little bit of the backstory, but during this whole journey, it really got me thinking about how can I design something that is really aligned with my gifts and what my mission is. And I enrolled in a lot of different programs and I just couldn't really quite find any coach or program that really took into consideration people's talents and really honed in on what that is. It's mostly like if you have a business program, it's mostly, okay, you already have an idea of what you want to do. And here's a blueprint for how to get to success. And then I found that one person's blueprint is not another person's blueprint. One size does not fit all. (laughs) Exactly. And while you can certainly learn about all the facets of what's possible and out there, it's important to come back to ourselves and say, okay, is this actually the strategy for me? And those are very intricate. And it also really depends on, and I call it a founder market fit. What is it that the market needs from you? And then also matching that with who you are and what you're good at too. The market might need one thing, but it's not in your area of expertise, then that's not what you're going to necessarily offer. I think that people go on this truly long journey of many years of discovering, wow, I went down this rabbit hole that was totally not aligned with me. (laughs) Finally, later, they're like, wait, maybe I should just switch my business model to this. And suddenly they have a lot of success with that. I do think that a lot of people that I've encountered, they spend years, even in their entrepreneurial life, deciding I'm going to be a coach or whatever. I'm going to provide this one service. And they go down that road without really truly knowing themselves intimately and whether or not they actually really enjoy having that, whether it's that one-on-one service or deeply working in a particular area of what they're providing. If you're a marketing service provider, that entails working really deeply behind the scenes and building something. And so if that is not actually what you innately enjoy doing, (laughs) it's difficult to build something successful because you're ultimately, you're grinding. You're going to be burnt out sooner or later. I've designed this archetype quiz, but I also have all these other tools as well to help people align themselves with the role that they're meant to take. And this quiz is just one factor you can consider and then Mm -hmm. start to think about, okay, so I have 12 archetypes. Let's say that you're an educator, right? But (laughs) built your business more along the lines of a builder, like you've created a software product, but really your core of what you should be doing is thought leadership and educating people on maybe the software or maybe something else. 
And so you've got it backwards. Right. (laughs) Ideally, we can understand those things before we go into starting a new business. That would be the ideal scenario. But I do often help people when they're trying to pivot and they've gotten to a place where they understand that there's something not quite right with the way that they're operating. So these are beautiful tools that we go into to get them to understand what their mission is and on a higher level as well. Because that's the other problem I see is people are selling themselves short from the perspective of only solving a small problem when they could actually be doing something on a much bigger scale. And it's because it hasn't even occurred to them in their brain, they could step into that type of role. I also work with people intuitively. I can be cautious sometimes of telling them like, wow, I actually see you, let's just say like, you're going to be a TEDx speaker, or you're going to be like this public figure. And sometimes that scares people because they haven't yet their subconscious mind hasn't seen themselves that way yet. But I can see themselves in the highest version of who they are. So it's also training yourself to think bigger than the box you put yourself in. We can blame organizations for putting us in a box. But then the funny thing is that we continue to do that into our entrepreneurial life. I'm just going to stay in this like safe zone of what I know to provide to people. But what if it was something in a much grander scale than that? It shouldn't stop you that you don't know how to do it quite yet. But starting down the exploration process can really help you to start Googling things and be like, oh, how would you set up whatever it is? And then starting to get the right mentors and the resources to drive you in that direction. You don't even have the understanding or the confidence or the foresight to see yourself in this much, much bigger role, then you're going to keep yourself in this small hamster wheel that you're in. So that's part of the work that I do with people is really expanding their expectation of where they're going, because we are all able to be these powerful creators and we really can create anything we desire. So why not go big? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Uh, Yeah. I see how with that explanation and that whole big picture, I see how you call yourself a holistic business coach. You really are looking at all aspects, including putting that intuitive piece into your vision and holding space for your clients. Here on the show, we talk a lot about content, about creating content. You and I had talked before the show about talking about content pillars to focus on to attract your clients. And I'm really interested in your take on how you help your clients come up with these content pillars. Before we dive into your take on it, let's just be sure we're all on the same page. When you talk about content pillars, what's your definition for that? Yeah, that's a good point. 
I want to take us back to my own personal story and experience, because when I first started out in the business realm, I actually started out as a healer and I had mm-hmm. absolutely no niche. And so when I was developing content, I think Instagram just became my creative outlet as opposed to a real effort towards actually being a business. <laughs> and I created these beautiful meditations and videos and inspirational content and information. It was almost like my journal. As I was discovering things, I would be putting that out on social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think especially if you're maybe going into more of an influencer route, that could be one way to go about it. It really didn't give me any traction because I was really all over the place. Where am I going to for what? And so I think the beginning part before you even start on creating content is who are you talking to and and being more specific about that? What is obviously, what is your niche? And I don't have to go super narrow at the beginning because in the beginning is still an exploration phase and you don't want to necessarily take a whole group of people out of who you want to talk to, but let's start with an idea or a sense of who it is. I picked entrepreneurs and business owners, and that's can be a pretty broad spectrum of people. I focus on those that are a little bit spiritually curious as well, and then see what feedback you get from the universe. So get to understand who am I actually attracting now Mm -hmm. as my avatar? And then do I like working with this type of person? That's important. That's interesting feedback as well. And then you can continue to narrow down your niche because you've gotten that information and feedback. Okay. I like certain aspects of working with this type of person. And then these other aspects I don't want. And so then you can really start to hone in on your niche and then obviously create content for their specific, if you want to call it pain points, but I like to flip the script around that. It's not about the pain points when you think about on a higher level conscious marketing aspect, it's more about what is the transformation that they seek and where do they want to go what is their aspiration and how can I help them to get there as opposed to necessarily focusing on just the pain of not having the money or whatever is going on in their particular reality. So from there, you can start to tease out, these are the themes that this person really is aspiring to or needs And I like to break it out into talking about your values. That's something I got from one of my mentors. And I really appreciated that way of framing it is people come to you because you align with their values. And that's very interesting. Taking a stance related to this group of people and putting that out there and maybe it's controversial, maybe it's new, but it's going to be directed at these group of people who are going to feel and 
the same exact way. So I love I that. Actually, that's a really good point because you mentioned before in looking at these pillars and diving into it, one of the, the criteria is, do I like to work with these people? And if you're putting out content with certain values and someone drops into your vortex, if you will, who is completely the antithesis of your values, it will probably not be a smooth relationship. Yeah. I think that will be evident even in a conversation, in a sales type of conversation that you have with them too. There might be a difference in also even the expectation that they hold for the work. So it is important to be clear about what the services and the values that you hold along with that. So when you're coming up with these themes, values is one of the things, one of the pieces that you look at. Are there others that you try and tease out with your clients? So then it's how do I distinguish myself from all the noise that's out there? Because there are other people probably doing the same thing that I'm doing, talking about similar things that I'm talking about. How can I step into more of a thought leadership position when I'm creating content from the perspective of, can I look at a topic and say something new? Can I look at a trend? Let's say I, everyone's talking about chat GBT right now or yeah. whatever it is. That's like the ongoing trend of what's happening in the marketing realm. And so rather than maybe asking chat GPT what to say about chat GBT or copy. That's very, very meta. <laughs> right. Or co copying what everyone else is saying about is how can I really tap into my own understanding of it? How can I think about it a little bit differently than other people? So coming from that perspective of saying something new, saying something thought provoking, and saying something that no one has really thought about in that particular way and bringing your unique background and skill sets to doing that. And you can do that about a trend. You can do that about a particular theme that's relevant to your industry. Obviously, you can start to create workshops around that and trickle some of the tidbits that you get from that and dispersing that into different channels as well. But it's helpful to have two to three different areas that you like to talk about in your unique point of view around it. I like how you said that your unique and new perspective, taking all of your past experience, your values, even blending all those together and looking at any of the trending things that are going on, like chat GPT right now is the big one, AI, and then giving your perspective. Now, it's not adding just noise to what's already out there. It's bringing a fresh new look at it that makes you completely uncopyable. Right. I well, I guess other people can try to copy you. But they don't have the same experiences and blend of skill sets, gifts Absolutely. that you have. And so th that's the thing. When you go into a deeper container with people, there's really no one that can replace you and your unique, what you bring to the container, even if they try to copy the theme or 
the sentiment around it, but everything, when you get into a deeper version of that, what you deliver is your own body of work at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. So okay. that's another aspect that I like to think about. And I'm really going in the direction of collaboration. And you and I met in a collaboration club. Yeah. I think that's another pillar, I would say, to content is how can you align yourself with other people that have the same values and similar audiences and create interesting content around the intersection of the two of you, right? Mm -hmm. There are commonalities and that in itself brings about new insights that maybe you hadn't even thought about them before. There's so many opportunities that can derive from that as well. You never know. You can start out with being on someone's podcast and then later that turns into a joint venture where you develop content together or there's so many different It it could lead to speaking engagements. It could lead to new products. It could lead to a book. I'm just on the same page with you with these collaborations because what is that old saying? No man is an island. No woman is an island. (laughs) We really are not able to, you can't reach your full potential completely 100% in isolation. So having these collaborations and helping other people be successful in that collaborative. It's not all about me. It's all about the joint venture, if you will. And I am just loving working with other people on these podcast interviews and lead magnet swaps and summits and bundles and all of these different things where it just magnifies everybody's reach and it puts so much more content and good value and juju out there into the world. Yeah. Love that. hundred percent. And like you said, we don't want to be creating in a silo. And I think that's where getting into these collaborations, we can actually deepen our understanding of what we're doing in our mission and get feedback as well. And it's another proponent of spreading your mission, multiplying that through other people. You even get into starting a movement in a way as well. Mm -hmm. It's like your message multiplies through all these other avenues and people. And that's truly how we can grow and evolve our business. Love that. So let me just make sure, kind of review. So you first focus on values. When we're talking about these content pillars, you're focusing on the values first. And then what are the new and unique perspectives, the thought leader pillar, if you will, how can you bring your own new and unique perspective to trends or themes and then collaborations and that being another complete separate pillar to think about. Are there others? Are there others that you help your clients go through? Of course you do have to talk about your offers, <laughs> you know, not everyone enjoys doing, but that is an aspect of what you do have to do and being mindful of when and how often you mix that into your content, right? You don't want to be only having sales emails or content in general, or embedding that into the other 
content pillars that you're doing, right? So in sharing your thought leadership, you can segue into the offer piece as well. You do have to embed it and think clearly about your strategy around that as well. And the other piece, important piece that I think is the thread amongst all the content pillars, ultimately your purpose and sharing stories about your personal experience and being vulnerable and sharing your, the ways that you tripped up <laughs> and the way, yeah. what you're and, and being human along the way, not necessarily just saying I got to 10 K or whatever in three months, mm-hmm. I got to this number and this, you know, what, what really was behind the scenes for that, right? I'm tired of hearing these shiny numbers. What I want to know is like, the hardships that you went through, I can more, I can feel like it's real and I can empathize with the story and more likely work with you along the way too. Cause I know it's not, this isn't total BS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, These people who want you to believe that they were an overnight success and the real truth lies in, they've been working at this for a long time and maybe they've got a huge team and there's just so much behind the scenes that they never show. So authenticity and vulnerability and being real are really important. Right. And I'm also talking to, this is one of my values, right? So that's essentially what I share as well. So there is some crossover with that, but I think embedding a little bit of that for people to get to really know you on a deeper level, rather than just this is what I offer and this is what I think, but who am I? And showing different aspects of that is also a beautiful way for people to connect with you in a deeper way. I love this. Is there anything else you think the listeners should know about choosing content pillars? Anything else? Other thing I would say is that once you know your archetype, what I suggest also is, can you put yourself into that persona and then create from that perspective as well. And if you're an explorer, for example, how can you maybe share like the behind the scenes of what you're discovering? That doesn't necessarily have to be like your travel, but it could be, but maybe you're just going down different avenues of exploring a topic or research and how can you share that aspect and embody that archetype a little bit more when you show up in these spaces? How many archetypes are there? So I have 12 part of my quiz and I share a little bit of insights, positive and negative. <laughs> There's always yin and yang and to be aware of where you can fall short sometimes within it. Um, but of course there are more that exist in the world, but those are the ones that I've found that I tend to work with. And yeah, I think it's helpful to also create the tonality and the format of your content that also gives you some insights as well. And also how you communicate and disseminate that information. For the listeners, your archetype quiz is found right on your homepage. Is that correct? 
Yes, right when you go on the landing page, but I also have a free resources page. You can peruse all the things that I have on there as well. And once you go through it, you'll get a little guide. It's at www.michelle.com. And I'll include that link and the link to all of your resources in the show notes too. So if you miss that, listeners, you can get that in the show notes. So we'll definitely have that. And where is it that you hang out on social media? It's also my name, michelle.parad uh, on Instagram there. And then you can find me on LinkedIn as well. So with yeah. Michelle Parad. Yeah. I'll make sure that all of those links are included in the show notes. Michelle, we've been doing some real quick questions here at the end of our interviews. And I call this fast on your feet questions. So (laughs) just a couple of them here, and there's no right and wrong answer, but here's the first one. What's the best business advice you've ever been given? Ooh, interesting. This is a bit controversial for me because I don't know that I can pinpoint one specific piece of advice that someone gave me. Mm -hmm. I would actually say that the best advice that I've gotten is more from myself in contrast to the advice that I've been given. (laughs) Ah, interesting answer. Okay. Uh, So basically listening to yourself and your own intuition, it sounds. Exactly. And that's one of the lessons that I've really learned is that I gave my power away a little bit too much to my mentors and to other healers who told me, for example, that I was going to marry my boyfriend at the time, whatever. And it was so unaligned, <laughs> but that translates into all decision-making too. Is, oh, these are the things that you should do. And then my experience and my body and my intuition told me not. <laughs> and now I approach mentors a lot differently where I hear what they have to say. And then I really take the time to try to integrate and sift out what is the advice I want to take and what is not. And I think everyone should take that approach rather than taking an expert's advice is that's the true, complete truth. (laughs) Giving away your power to someone else in essence. Yeah. As a society, we give our power away to politicians, to doctors, to scientists and yes, they have a lot of knowledge and expertise and information, but sometimes you've got to do your own research. Again, one size does not fit all. Right. (laughs) Yeah, You have to know yourself. Right. All right. That's a very interesting answer. Thanks for that. Question number two, what book would you recommend everyone read and why? I am a big proponent of the gene keys, which is what I work with people on as another tool Mm -hmm. I use to help people. So this is by Richard Rudd and R-U-D, R-U-D, Rudd? Yeah, it's G-E-N-E and then keys, K-E-Y-S. You can go and do a free profile and You can already get some interesting information and insights into your life purpose and your evolution and 
It really goes into what are your shadows and then how can you transmute those shadows into gifts, into mm -hmm. actually what you're meant to do? Because sometimes it's like the thing that you think that you're really bad at is actually on the other side of transmuting that is something you're actually really good at. Ah, um, interesting. It's a really interesting perspective and lens on knowing yourself more deeply. And so there are 64 keys and each person has a different map of those and they're in a different place within your configuration. Some just beautiful reflections that you can get out of just listening to, I have the audiobook, but you can get the book mainly and go through each of the spheres, the keys and listen to what it has to say. And I think that over time, you'll start to understand the true meaning of it because it comes into your reality, into your experience. And then that helps you deepen your understanding of them. I've never heard of that book. So I'm going to have to check that out. Thanks for that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote? Mm. <laughs> Interestingly, the first thing that comes to mind is a favorite non-quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Always being controversial, but you know, <laughs> my dad, his quote to me, whenever something and there's a good and there's a bad component to it. But his quote to me, whenever something bad would happen is life is full of shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I think that he meant it from the perspective of, and this actually helped me in some ways to just say, things happen, things happen. There's no need to get super emotional or angry about it or dwell on it or be victimized by it but just know that is the reality that we live in things are mm -hmm. going to come up to challenge us no matter how much work you do <laughs> on yourself there's always the next layer the next level and so I think it was like a helpful coping mechanism in some ways to say okay it is what it is. On the other hand, I don't think that you want to be consistently feeling like there's always some shit happening around the corners. Excuse my language. But yeah. <laughs> something is always going to happen or occur and to be wary that something is around the corner. That's not really the way we want to live. <laughs> we want to live more from the perspective of the opposite, which is there's always beautiful things coming my way. There's always these beautiful affirmations of my manifestations are coming into place, into divine timing. And I'm always surrounded by beautiful experiences and people. And I'm now more so into trying to create the good while being aware that those experiences that come our way it's just a reflection of where we have to pivot where we have to redirect ourselves or it's an almost like karmic experience to help develop our soul to help us evolve beautiful all right one last question if you had one takeaway from our talk today what nugget would be your wish that everyone leave here today with just because you have 
gone down a specific rabbit hole <laughs> and spent a lot of time in a specific direction building a specific persona of what you think you are it doesn't mean that you can't reinvent yourself and there's always a day where you can start as a blank slate and create something entirely new and to give yourself the permission to do that and to reflect on that and have some freedom in that as well. All right. That sounds like a mic drop moment right there. (laughs) All right, Michelle, thank you so much for all of this. This has been really great. And I will include all of the links for how to get in touch with Michelle and the archetype quiz. Thank you for being here, Michelle. Thank you so much. It was so fun. (laughs) Great. All right. And thank you all for tuning in today to the She's Got Content podcast. Be sure to take action with the nuggets from today's episode. Get your content out there in the world. People are waiting to hear from you. They need your help. Get that content out there to reach them. And we'll see you back here next week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and leave a review of the show, it would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world.